Welcome to Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show. And um, so just I want to use this after the show podcast to be positive and uplifting and share for anybody else that may be having a similar experience with uh, a parent who's ill or has lost a parent. And in the COVID world, there are a lot of people that have you know, passed on. So I I really want to focus there because if you were listening to the show or if you listen to the show on the podcast, the regular show podcast, obviously we talked about my dad's passing uh, on this morning's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was 77 years old and uh, it was an eight week battle. I don't don't like to use the term battle with, with lung cancer because he was he was so calm and committed through it all. He kept saying, "We're going to do this," and, and I really believe that you know mm-hmm. that, that he, he meant that. Uh, it just didn't it didn't turn out that way. And, and to be honest with you, the last couple of days, um, this was a more peaceful you know place for him to to be. But um, but it, I, I want to share some of the what I think are just happy moments from that time period because there's still laughter. You know what I mean? That's I, it's. When you when I was growing up, I think I felt like there were some situations that you just were immediately not supposed to laugh in, or mm-hmm. you know that if if it's serious, everything's got to be a hundred percent serious. But sure. I think sense of humor creates normalcy. Most of it came from my dad because he was funny the in, entire time. I, I mean, it's needed. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, he would he he would say it is what it is, and he was just his mindset through this whole thing was mind blowing to me. Um, I don't know how it's possible, in, unless he just wasn't telling us. He never looked like he had any pain, and he, he said he was never in pain. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to pass peacefully was a real blessing. But, you know, he, he the, the whole time, you know, it is what it is. And he, but he would say, and we're going to do this. But then, you know, the joke was, which he said for a long time, we're going to live until we die, you know. He also, his other statement, and, when he said this way before his diagnosis, he used to say, yeah, well, none of us are getting out of this alive. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things that Dane ever said. Do you wonder if he kept up that brave face and made the jokes for y'all? I do. I because think obviously you're worried about him. You don't... You're not him. You don't know what he's feeling right. or going through, and then you're constantly worried. And he's throwing jokes at you to like, ah, chill out, everybody. It's cool. My sister and I uh, and my brothers, as well as we know, my dad, we could not. It, we he promised us he was always going to be honest. After my mother passed, he's like, I'm not. I'm going to tell you everything. You're going to need to know what you know. It's. Uh, you, I'm not going to surprise you with anything. And so we took that those words to the bank that mm-hmm. he wasn't going to say anything so i'm not really sure i don't know yeah. i mean it's how much I really of that was know. him his personality yeah and how much of that was him being your dad and not and wanting you to yeah. feel okay probably a little bit of both yeah. he probably didn't think about it yeah. right he probably didn't think he about just it wasn't he was a complainer just... but i don't think he could have hidden the pain you know what i mean if, if had it had it been there and um so you know, again, again, this was unexpected because the course of treatment had just begun. It was a brand new treatment that's uh, the FDA only approved in in May, and so it's the treatment itself has a lot of promise. For, you know, but every patient's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this was uh, this was a stage four diagnosis from the doctor when it happened. They never used that term, by the way. Just so you know, it was written. I found that interesting. It was written in the report, but it wasn't until literally the day before he passed that my sister was looking at something that actually said stage four. Yeah, and um, you know, it's this is. A lot of the terminology with regard to that for you know adults is new to me because uh, I've not experienced that 
when I was a child, my two of my grandparents passed from it, but we were not really in the know. You know, mm-hmm. my mom passed very suddenly from a heart attack, and so there was a, there was a whole lot of learning, you know, to to this. And so, I, I think if it had been framed up in that way, there probably would have been maybe more fear. But his support team, the doctors from Dr. Militello on, were always positive. They were upbeat. They were accessible. And they probably know they've seen everything, yes. you know. So they know what the what the risks are, and you know they know that it's a balance between providing hope, providing comfort, and but providing real information so that you know exactly what you're what you're dealing with. And I think that's what I've been Im- impressed with all along. And here's the other thing about it: in the COVID world, I guess I've been fortunate not to have to go to the hospital in the last year, um, and I know that nursing staffs and doctors and techs everybody associated with you know working with patients has had a very difficult job this mm-hmm. past year with covid and when we were in the hospital yesterday in the er which we were in the er until he passed um he um they explained to us that the icu beds were all full and they were all full with covid patients right the, the hospital mm-hmm. was at full capacity um and, and every ICU bed was a COVID patient. I'm like, wow. And 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 you could see, you could see the look of just constant movement and focus and professionalism. But you could see a little bit of fatigue too. I thought. Mm-hmm. But I, so I thanked every nurse that I saw and every doctor because I know that it, not only for for what they did mm-hmm. and attempted to do with my dad, but for just taking care of the amount of things that we were seeing in the ER through the through the window. We were in the room with him. I think they let us in there because he had technically already passed mm-hmm. to uh, to say goodbye, but to see all the other activity was really, um, it just, it was something. So it gave me an additional appreciation for anyone who works in the medical community. The paramedics who showed up at my dad's house couldn't have been more professional and, calm. and awesome and calm Yes. I mean, you don't think first, of that as a calm situation because it's not. It's a time sensitive situation when they showed yeah, up, but they yeah. were, I had, I had come over too, and it, they were just so calm and quiet work, quietly yeah, Jody, working. Jetty had shared that with me that when they were working on your dad, yeah. it was it wasn't just like some loud, dramatic. Quiet and we got a job to do, and we're going to yeah. do and it. And they did it. Yeah. And uh, they were just incredible. I mean, after the fact, um, that's the first time I've needed a first responder. That's actually the first time, believe it or not, that I I think that's the first time I've ever had to call nine one one, and um, so I certainly we haven't we've been blessed not to need a first responder. So that's our first personal experience with that, Jody. Really, in the, I think since COVID started too. Since so, COVID, so for think, sure. I mean, think about the risk factors, you know, there also, and um, so they I just, know it too. Yeah, it's it's I've always known and I've always respected that, but to experience it firsthand. From the paramedics to the 911 operators to the emergency room staff and nurses and doctors and everybody that's doing this every single day, mm-hmm. you know, you just you, you get a new you know piece of gratitude. Now, I'll tell you, my dad probably wouldn't have wanted that many people fussing over him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a very he was a very, very private. You know, he person. was a very private person. In fact, we were joking at one point, you know, that that he was you know telling us, look. I'm trying to leave, guys, and you guys are sitting here trying to hold on to me, you know. But um, but they did a, you know, they they did a great job, and I know that Jody was impressed with with the doctor that really walked in with the most. Okay, important so yeah, news. we were in that room, and the story is this: doctor walks in to 
break down the news of, okay, there's little if no, no brain activity. You know, he uh, was without oxygen for 20-something minutes this morning before mm-hmm. he was brought in here. So after the scan, they're like, there's no brain activity. Now he's on this vent. He's on this breathing machine, basically life support that's keeping him alive. And we were in the room with him for that. And that's we were all just standing there. It's like, what do you do? You don't want to let go. It goes against every instinct that you have to let right. go, except that, you know. And anyway, this doctor came in, and um, I thought he was such a good communicator. Mm-hmm. And I thought there are doctors who are great doctors who do their job well, and then there are doctors who, but but maybe don't communicate as well. But he had both. Yeah, he told us he broke down. Look. Here's what you can do. We can give him medicines and we can watch this and we can try to get him back to where he was yesterday. But you have to tell me is where he was yesterday where you think he'd want to be. Oh. Says, and you need to you need to look at this together as a family and say, are you going to push this to see if you can get him there? Is that what he would want? If he could sit in this chair and look at himself, would he want this? Mm-hmm. And at one point, he also said to you, to all of us, he said, And I didn't think he had to share this, but he did say, because I can tell you if it were my dad, I wouldn't want him to be this way. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he didn't have to share that. And he didn't do it in a harsh way either. He didn't. He actually only did it after after permission. So different states have different laws on what doctors actually can say in that in that situation. So some in some states, they're not even allowed to recommend anything unless you first ask the question. But they're, they're not going to recommend whether it's time to you know, in care or if it's time to continue Try harder. Care, or, right. right, exactly. Um, and, uh, and, and so in this case, we, you know, we, we told him, I mean, what's your opinion? But he was so, like Jody said, clear and reassuring at the same time. And when the chances, just so you know, Sam, um, he said that my dad had probably a, a, a one in 200 chance. That's a half a percent chance yeah. of, of improving. And, 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 and you know, look, as, as the day went on, we realized and learned they finished all the scans and, those, and we understood those things. And he kept saying that, you know, really you need to look at it from the – he referred to it as a surrogate standpoint. Mm-hmm. You need to think from his standpoint, if he were sitting in the chair looking back at himself right now – making a decision about what he actually wants because that's really the most important thing yeah you need to be that's the way that you need to you know to to make the decision and that made it more easy yeah and and it did i mean it was my brother sister and i had uh, literally there was no question you know to to us and because knowing where he had been the day before was not a great day for him at all and restoring his body to that state would only have prolonged some of the challenges he was facing so Things that he wouldn't have wanted to go through, or you to have to, you guys to have to go through with him. Yeah. So, and, and and when you have a doctor like that during that time period where your emotions are already clouding everything that that you're doing and, and handling, um, it's just it was it's good. In, I, it's told well, yeah, I told him. I told him on the way. In, I was like, in you're that a good situation, you're second guessing everything. Right. If I do, then this. If I don't, then that. But if yeah. I do, then he doesn't have a chance at this. And it's like it's nice to have somebody to come in there and say, look, yeah, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. He even called he's, he called that the what ifs. Right. Everybody. It's it's totally normal. Everybody has the what ifs, because yeah. like Jody said, you're making a decision that seems so counterintuitive to, you know, mm-hmm. but but once you really have the facts laid out before you 
especially from people who see and do this every single day um you know that makes that makes a difference so i mean i I feel like my dad was surrounded by angels all the way around i feel like being able to spend the last you know six weeks five weeks with him every day for many many hours every day was uh it was a blessing Mm -hmm. and then and and i mean i knew that that was the right thing for me and my sister and my brother to do but um i it just it's really weird how when you look back in hindsight things actually do work out for for a reason and um you know I, i'm just glad that he's he's not struggling anymore but have, now, you, had, have you had a chance to uh or has it even occurred to you to go <sighs> not yet i don't think until we get the services completed yeah um you know i mean when the services are done i think that that will that will be the time to move forward but you know so i'm still kind of tense it's, it's kind of weird you know I, I haven't really been able to let go of that part yet but I, I have a newfound respect for anybody who's gone through this with a family member i you know jody's grandmother went through this and so jody's mom and her siblings experienced dealing with an ailing parent mm. but you know my mom passed very suddenly of a, of a heart attack and there she had no illness or anything like that you know so this is the first time we've had to take care of an ill parent for you know for many many weeks at a time and so it really it's somehow even though it's the last thing you want to see it's the last thing you want them to go through it's almost you know without being overly religious it's almost like god is saying okay well here's there are the gifts in this if you just want to take a look at the you know the gifts that are part of this uh you know try to focus on that part and i and i feel like that's what my sister brother and i walked away with being at his side in his last moments that's is work. a gift yeah and um a lot of so, people don't get that right exactly so uh anyway but you know we're gonna move forward i'm so i'm so proud of him over the next you know coming weeks all of his funny quips are gonna come back you for know the rest the, of your life right, those exactly. are gonna come back to you i just think i still think it's cool that you know the last time he wrote his harley was about 12 14 weeks ago maybe and he's 77 years old, mm-hmm. getting out there on his Harley. He would ride it at sunset. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, he's doing, lovely? doing his rides and, and, you know, doing his thing. And my dad always did that. My dad was just... He was a peaceful person, a peaceful yeah. with himself, it seemed, anyway. Yeah. And when he was focused on something, you know, he would he would just do it. And that's what he, that's what he did. You know? I, I don't want this to sound too, too cliche, but were, were, were there last words to you? Um, yes. So when I arrived at the house, uh, when the, when the emergency happened, he wasn't speaking by that point. I think he was passing at that very moment. Um, and that was before the paramedics got there. The last thing that I had was the night before when we tucked him in for, for bed and he, uh, he just, he, he was grabbing my hand and we were doing, you know, sort of like that thumb hold thing. And, uh, and he just looked me straight in the eye and said, thank you for everything. And he was shaking my hand and holding it, you know, as tight as he could Mm -hmm. at that moment. And I I took that to be, I, I, when I, at the time I just took that to be, my dad is so gracious and grateful. Mm -hmm. Now, that's your last, now I take that to be right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, this is what it is. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam and Jody podcast.